to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, and today we have on Ilana Frank. She is the founder and CEO of the Jewish Fertility Foundation. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. How long ago did the Jewish Fertility Foundation start? Sure, we're in our seventh year now. Seven years, congratulations. Why did you start it? Sure, so like many of us in this fertility space, it's personal. My three kids are born through various fertility treatments. I worked really, really hard to get them. And um, the long version is that I was in Israel trying to have my first two kids where my husband and I were living at the time. Um, I thought we were gonna have a million babies. It just did not go as planned. But my first two kids were free of charge because of socialized medicine. And when I moved back to America is when I finally first started talking about what we went through. And I realized we were so, so lucky because we didn't have to pay the crazy wow, money. That's so interesting. So Israel, Israel includes fertility treatments as part of the healthcare plans. Socialized medicine. Wow. Yep. Is that what other countries do that? So I know Canada, uh, European countries, um, it doesn't mean that they're going to pay for every single one of your children um, or do it in the time frame that you need. But Israel is also one of the countries that really values family building. And it's just all part of the process. So what you started this foundation when you realized here in America, it's financially difficult to go through fertility treatments. How much does it cost? So it, on average, about $20,000 a pop. And it doesn't really guarantee you a baby. So you can do different package deals. Each state has different insurance coverage laws, um, but honestly, $20,000 a pop and medicine, you're looking at five to $6,000. It really, it varies what you're doing, but it is not something that you necessarily expect to be spending thousands of dollars on. So every single person that goes through a fertility treatment is spending $20,000 for each try? So it depends what you're doing. That's for uh, in vitro fertilization. Um, you can spend less for the IUI or like the turkey baster method um, where, you know, sperm. Yeah, and some insurance plans do cover it, correct? Yeah, it's state by state, um, company by company. And it really, really varies where you live and who you're working for or who your partner is working for. How does someone know it's time to seek fertility treatment? So they say technically after a year of trying. Um, for me, I was also I was already in my 30s. And honestly, after three months of trying, maybe it's my personality, I knew and I felt something wasn't right. And I'm so glad that I sought treatment, honestly, after three months, um, because my it took me about a year and a half even to identify what was wrong with my body. So if were you, able to figure, you were able to identify it though? Yeah, my tubes are blocked. And like, it, it takes a, one procedure to learn that, but because I didn't have the education or the insight and because I thought I was the only person in the world going through this, I wasn't talking about it. So I didn't- Can I ask a personal question? You, can, you don't have to answer this. If your tubes are blocked, do you still have a menstrual cycle? I mean- Yes. Okay. Everything is normal, except that sperm cannot get into the right spot. Oh. So I was not going to get pregnant. From How does the egg, so does the egg go through the tube, right? So what happens is 
well, with IVF, I can tell you is that they are like literally implanting an embryo. So egg and sperm already formed into the right spot beyond, they don't even need the tubes at that point. Right. Right. That, yeah. That makes sense. Like my pipes are not working. Okay. So what, um, you are in your seven of this, which is incredible. Lucky number seven. What, where's the foundation at? What cities are you in? How Great. do people get involved? Yeah. So we've created a model that we think is working. And um, we started in Atlanta, Georgia to build the, build the product, build what we're doing. Um, and now we're in Atlanta. We opened up in Cincinnati in 2019, Birmingham, Alabama, and Tampa, Florida. And what happens is, is people just like you and me reach out and say, hey, how do I open up a Jewish Fertility Foundation office in my location? And there's a set of, um, it, we're like a franchise there is a set of um, things that we're really looking at to understand the need of the community, um, who is gonna be the chair of the exploratory committee on the ground. And we really take it from there. We, we hope to off, open up three more offices in 2022. Why would someone open up an office? Sure, so we, we do three main things. We give out significant fund funding for fertility treatments. As I said, it's really expensive. We partner with each of the fertility clinics on the ground in that location to also offer a 20% discounted rate. Um, so that's, if you're talking like $20,000, perhaps up to $5,000 of um, reduced fees. That's a, that's a lot of money. And we partner with local interest-free loan associations to, to cover the costs that we don't pay for. So people can leave our offices with about $20,000. Um, so that's one. Why would somebody, where are you getting your grant money from? Sure. So we get it from individuals. We get it from foundations. We get it from family funds. Uh, we're really good at raising money locally from people who understand why this is important. Would someone who opens a chapter be in charge of fundraising locally then? No, that's the beauty is we have like an Head, uh, headquarters infrastructure where we do hire local staff to be the connectors and they run the programs, but our headquarters staff like myself and a development director ra raise the money. So is it a business or a nonprofit? We're a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit. So the, they would be opening a chapter of the nonprofit. Exactly. And are they, ex but the, how much team how much time would it take up for someone to do this? What, what's the requirement on their end in terms of, do they need an office space? Or how many staff, you know, what sure. skill set? So, sure, so the way that it's done is, um, right now I have fortunately or unfortunately more locations that I really have to consider, you know, why we're gonna go into this community, understanding the fundraising ability on the ground, understanding who my chair is that I work with, how excited and motivated and connected to the community are there? And then also like, what's the need? Is there anything like us on the ground? Is there anybody else giving out grant money or offering emotional support or educational training, understanding the need? And um, once we identify all of those areas, we talk with our board, um, get, get the support to move to the next step, which is raising initial capital. And their initial capital that is raised essentially covers the first two years of service, which includes a, a part-time program manager. 
Which would be the person who's opening the city. On the ground, yeah. On the ground, got it. On the, very cool, very yeah. cool. Wow. Um, how many people have you financially supported in seven years? So we've given out close to a million dollars. Um, we've given out about 85 to 90 grants. Um, we have 60, I have to look at the most recent data. Thankfully, we're having babies all the time. There's one coming right now. Uh, via C-section, but we've we've made around uh, 65, 70 babies. How do you know, how do you determine who you're going to um, subsidize? Sure. So the, the grants are for the Jewish community specifically, um, and our emotional support and education are open to anybody regardless of religious background. But it's based on financial need, and it's based on medical viability of potential success. So we want to make sure our hard-earned fundraising dollars are going to people who need it financially and potentially have a chance to be successful. So what's your relationship with like the JCCs and the synagogues? I mean, I would imagine pretty strong. We work with everyone. We love partnering uh -huh. um, with organizations like JCCs. I mean, we're having next month a a community event actually this month with the Atlanta JCC um, for families because now we have an alumni base of families and we really want to make sure that they stay connected in some capacity to the Jewish community. So we partner with like PJ Library and local JCCs and local camps and basically we're like introducing them our JFF families to the community events. That's, cool. That's so cool. What um, the same, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say the same token, like organizations like One Table and Honeymoon Israel are huge feeders for us because people will go on these trips to Israel and we know if they're in a couple, they're going to, one in six of them are going to potentially have a problem conceiving. And so then they you just sort of answer my question. So we that is the stat. It's one in six of is it of in Ju the Jewish? We one say that six. the Jewish. Our doctors tell us that the Jewish community, for various reasons, have a higher percentage than the national average, which is one in eight. Of infertility. Yeah. Okay. We're like we've got a lot of genetic disorders. Mm. Thankfully, that we can detect through organizations like J Screen, if you've heard of them. Um, so we can, we know that we have potential for a lot of issues, which might require us if we want to have children to do certain um, procedures to eliminate genetic issues. Also, um, I mean, there are a lot of other medical factors that contribute to that. But one of the biggest things that we learned is that as a whole, the Jewish community, like many other cultures, is educated. So our parents are telling us to go to college, go to graduate school, start your job but our biologically our bodies are not leaving. So our, we need to still be having kids earlier in order to potentially have more success. So wow. we're waiting sometimes too long to have babies. Wow, amazing work you're doing. I'm, I, what did you do before this? I've always actually been in nonprofit. Okay. So, but never my own baby. Um, I've done some really great stuff around community organizing as well as when I was in Israel, I worked at an immigrant youth village. Uh, Does this mean you have three kids under seven? No, my oldest is um, gonna be 10. Okay. Two-year-old, my two-year-old took five years to have. Really? So I received a donated embryo for him. So biologically, he's not related to us. 
Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he's blonde hair, blue eyes. I have an amazing relationship with his biological family. Um, that's a whole nother crazy. So that's, that's, well, yeah, that's a whole, but that's still considered, uh, I guess, something you as the program would. Yeah, so, I mean, yes, I, I used my own emotional support services while I was trying to, while I was going through the process. I tried for many years to adopt I was leaving my babies at home, going back to Israel, trying to use my residual embryos, my extra embryos. Not nothing was working. Literally for five years, I almost like destroyed my marriage. Well, you, you said you have three kids, though, right? Yes. So two are biologically mine um, through IVF, and then the third is was also I carried him, but it literally somebody donated their unused. Embryos. It's kind of surrogate in the opposite way I was my own surrogate yeah yeah wow so you had a lot of failed um in, in vitro sur- yes failed IVFs how many <clears throat> in total I did about six for mm-hmm. two kids I made over 20 um well over 20 eggs that fertilized with my husband's sperm into embryos and we got two kids out of that I see. I see. Oh, okay. Okay. Because you put it in doesn't mean it's going to work. And then like my first two kids were both twins. But you said you tried six times and that you tried with all 20 of the embryos. It took six times to use them all. How many embryos do they put in at a time? So I was in Israel and this was already many years ago. Sometimes they would put in up to three. Hmm. Not recommended today. Sometimes they would put in two. Two times I had twins. And we lost one of each. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine what the emotional support must be. I, I, yeah. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then, you know, also the times that like we put it in and you didn't get pregnant and then you had to start all over again. It's exhausting. And then you just like hop back on, you know, the roller coaster. So are you finding more people applying, um, to get financial assistance or more people applying to start, uh, chapters? Oh, I mean, we get so many people applying for grants each day and for even it's not only for the money, even it's also just for the mental health services that we provide. But I do about once a week get a call from somebody who's like, how do I do this? Um, How do I open up a, you know, a chapter in our area? Yeah, mental, do you, uh, does everybody get looped into the mental and emotional support without regardless of financial? Yeah. Is that free service for everyone? Is that hundred percent acceptance? 100% into the emotional support, as long as they're within one of our locations. It's location-based, community-based. They have to live in in the city that you're in. Yep. Why is that? Why? I mean, it seems like you could deliver it virtually. Yeah, you could. Um, It's not our philosophy. We really want to not only build those one-on-one relationships, um, but also it's what happens during the process and afterwards. You're building real deep connections to people in your location who you can continue to have a relationship with. So you guys meet in person? During COVID, it's been a little different, obviously. And that's why you can provide these services nationally. We're choosing to still remain, even if it's, you know, on our HIPAA compliant uh, therapy sessions, it's still community-based. How much, I'm just, how much of a kind of cultural kind of Jewish customs holidays are celebrated through the groups? 
Not, no, because it's okay. a, uh, we do open it to everybody regardless of religious background. Oh, yeah, that's your said. That's just for the, okay. So yeah, so you're not truly, talking about the Jewish component when you're talking about a miscarriage. Maybe you are, maybe it'll come up, but um, the groups are really focused on the healing process. Some of it does have faith involved. Um, some of our, um, you know, like our community events are revolving around Jewish holidays and stuff like that. It's definitely for the Jewish community. Um, so you guys have a meeting space in these cities, like a community room? So what we really like to do is we're like pop-ups. So we go to where the need is. People like even in Atlanta, one of our cities, people don't want to drive more than 20 minutes. So we'll do up a, a pop-up therapy or a pop-up support. Um, I don't know, in a coffee shop or, you know, depending where it is, or we'll borrow a synagogue or JCC we go to where the people are. We don't necessarily feel like you need to be like stuffed into a therapy office. You're doing some incredible work. I can only imagine how many people have just felt supported through the foundation. Why, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, any final kind of things people should know about kind of the team, um, your, you know, how to get involved? You know, one of the things that I like speaking about and I'm really passionate about is, and like we were talking about, I'm a mom of three little boys and I work my tush off, but I'm also really proud of the culture of the agency that I'm trying to build. And I don't think that we as humans or moms can have it all, but I really, really pride myself and our, our team on really trying to find that balance. And, you know, we're not an organization that's going to hide the fact if your kid is sick and needs to stay home, like you don't hide that. You acknowledge it, you share it, we, and we try to support you through the process. At the same time, we're working really hard and getting our work done. So I feel like we've found this culture where we can both be proud of the moms we are and spend time with our kids, but also build a really strong um, organization. And, you know, we're fulfilling the mission of what Love that. that. And are most of the people on the team uh, folks who have experience in fertility? Um, it's half half. Okay. You don't have to. Um, it does add a nice element if you can connect on that level, but we don't, you know, we're hiring the best person for the job. So you don't have to have that experience. And, uh, the website is, is it jewishfertilityfoundation.org. Org. And same with all of our social media handles are at Jewish Fertility Foundation. Um, we love Instagram, we love Facebook and whatever, Twitter. Congratulations and thank you. You're doing incredible work. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Thanks, Elena. Bye. For more, please visit www.momsofmaternity.com.